G'day, Moto fans. Welcome to the Outside Gate. I'm Steve Hall. We're so far outside that we're not even in the stadium or even in the fucking country. I've always had a fascination with the US moto scene. I've read so much, watched so much, and dreamt so much about it that I feel like a little piece of my heart is somewhere in California. Usually, uh, I just get to talk to me, myself, and my dog about it. But uh, so now I'm going to talk to you. Today, uh, for episode one, we have uh, a, uh, a guest from Pro Circuit, uh, Ryan Hughes, or you might say the real Ryan Hughes, as he used to go by on uh, one of his socials. No, not the guy who lives living up in the mountains with, uh, with his shirt off. Uh, this guy's even better looking. And uh, only, only thing wrong with him is he's a Raiders fan. But uh, he's uh, also my friend, so I'm going to bring him on right now. Oh, H22, how we doing? Good, how are you? Yeah, good, man. Thank you very much for uh, coming on to be the uh, the first guest. It uh, it still absolutely um, fucking blows me away sometimes when I think about uh, some of the people I've got to know through podcasts and socials and that sort of thing, and and the fact that I've got a mate who works at Pro Circuit is uh, <laughs> is it's it's cool as fuck. So I can't imagine how cool it is for you actually um, work in there. Um, for those that um, don't know heaps about Ryan, I would encourage you to get onto uh, Main Event Moto, which is uh, how us two are mates, and uh, Toolman Dan from there did a really good podcast with uh, with Ryan that goes right into um, his story of how he got to basically uh, get um, from uh, uh, pushing spanners with his dad in the shed on his own uh, machines through to um, his dream job. So it's a pretty cool story. He's, he's living the dream of, uh, of quite a few. Um, dude, can you just uh, tell us, uh, just t tell us about your first day walking into pro circuit. So, I went down there two days after Hangtown in 2021 for my interview, pretty much. And I was nervous. Like, I've never talked to Mitch. You know, I've never even been to Pro Circuit itself. So, like, that was the first time I was there. And walking in, you know, nervous, hands were sweaty. Oh, bet. Planned. Like, he's I was, a daunt I was so daunting nervous. guy, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, like, you know, you see him there and he's like, man, this is Mitch Payton. And he could be my boss hopefully everything goes to plan and yeah i sat with him and had a talk with him for about 10 15 minutes and at the end of it he's like all right well if you want to work here you're hired when can you start and i'm like well you know i'd like to put in my two weeks at hep and uh he's like all right cool see you in two weeks so i pretty much walked out of there knowing that i had a job at pro circuit which you know it's been a lifelong dream of mine since I was about eight, nine years old. So it's pretty intimidating, but you know, now I still get it to this day where I'll walk into the shop and be like, man, like I work at pro circuit. Like how, how cool is this? Just pinching yourself. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, just the randomest times I'll be like, man, this is so cool. Like I dreamed about this forever and now it's, it's reality and it's, it's really cool. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, do you uh, do you want to just run through um, 
just just a like a brief of how you got to pro circuit. Yeah, yeah. So I went to MMI after I graduated high school in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, you know, wasn't sure what I wanted to do after I graduated high school, and one of the I don't know, I guess you call them reps from MMI came to my high school during my lunch period. And I sat down, listened to his whole thing and, you know, decided about halfway through it. Like, you know, this is what I want to do. Like, it's been a dream of mine, you know, work on dirt bikes. Like, even if I don't make it to, you know, pro circuit or be a factory mechanic, like I can still make a living working on dirt bikes, which is pretty cool. So I went to MMI, was there for a year Uh, after I graduated, got a job in madera california which is a little north north of fresno um working for a performance shop snuffy racing development we it wasn't a dealership it was just him and i in the shop he built engines and did suspension and just pretty much basic rebuilds on you know customers bikes that we had and he worked for dustin pipes who is now the owner of hep when dustin raced redane my old boss was his mechanic so um i pretty much just when I started working for Redain, you know, he had a son and he didn't want to travel as much. So he trained me and I started going to some of the races for him as Dustin's mechanic. And we pretty much did that for three years where he would do half the races. I would do half the races. He would start off Supercross and I would finish it. And then I would start off outdoors and he would finish it just going back and forth. And then right around, I would say Unadilla of 2017. Um, I heard that we were that Dustin was starting a team, and that's when HEP started. And they asked me if I wanted a spot as mechanic. I said absolutely. Like you know, I've done the privateer thing, so like now this is my next step. You know, get on a team, have more people notice me, and you know, hopefully build my resume to one day get to pro circuit. And did that i worked with henry miller in 2018 the first year of hep um end of 2018 i decided to move to south carolina to club mx where henry lived he asked me to be his mechanic he was wasn't going to be on the team the next year he was going to do a privateer style he asked me to move out there with him so i did uh i did supercross with him that year and then right before outdoors started him and i were in a car accident uh some things happened that you know it's all water under the bridge now and i moved back home started working for a suspension shop in fresno just you and you you guys are all good now though yeah 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 henry and i are good now like yeah just sort of mention that because i know you are and yeah just yeah just yeah people know yeah yeah no we're good now yeah i mean even then it was you know he had he did he had to do what he had to do and i understand that and you know it was best for me was to move back home So I moved back to California, uh, summer of 2019, started working for a suspension shop in Fresno. Um, and then right around, you know, the end of summer, I was kind of upset that, you know, like I worked this hard and done all that to, you know, be back working in a shop. Like, you know, I was making, I was making good money and there's nothing wrong with that, but I wanted to be super cross. I wanted to do outdoors. Like that's my goal. So, I actually was talking with Daniel Blair at a local racetrack that his son was racing at. I'm like, man, I'm like, we were just bullshitting, honestly. And he said, I mentioned something about wanting to, you know, get back into Supercross, you know, if I could. 
and he said, well, Jacob's going to AJE uh, Motorsports. Would you be interested in that? And I'm like, oh, absolutely. You know, not thinking anything's going to come of it. Just, yeah, Jacob you know, Hayes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Jacob Hayes, yeah. Like, just two buddies talking, like, oh, would you be interested? Like, oh, of course I would be. Well, the next day, Daniel texted me and said, hey, I talked with Jacob. I talked to the owner of AJE. Uh, they both seem really into it. Can you email a resume to the owner of AJE Motorsports? And I'm like, holy crap. Like, you know, this might actually happen. So I uh, emailed my resume to Tony, the owner of AJE. Uh, he said, man, everything that you're showing me right now seems legit. Um, I'd like to meet you in person, you know, talk about things. I'm like, absolutely. So I drove to Monster Cup that year, uh, the last year of Monster Cup, actually, in 2019. Um, met the owner of AJE. Everything went great. He's like, yeah, if you want the job, man, it's yours. Like, tell me what you need to make and we'll make it happen. So going, I, 2020, I worked for Jacob Hayes at AJE. Um, you know, the year of COVID, everything shut down, kind of yeah. cut our season short, which is a bummer. And, you know, we were really looking forward to racing once the season started going again. And, uh, unfortunately he got hurt, broke his femur at state fair when I was actually in Phoenix at the shop, building his race bike for us to go racing at Salt Lake. Um, but we still had Killian Auberson on the team and we had hired Justin Starling to ride East coast since we are all going to be in the same spot in Salt Lake. And Tony's like, Hey man, like if you don't want to go home, if you still want to work, like, you know, we're, we're going to be short on staff as it is for these races. Anyways, they're limiting who we can bring. Well, we lost our H2 too for a sec there. Um, but he's back. So yeah, just, um, continue with where you're at, dude. Um, so he's like, Hey, if you want, you can stay work for Killian and Justin. Um, you know, I'm going to need you. I'm going to need somebody like we're limited on who we can bring. We can only have a certain amount of staff members. So with the whole COVID protocol for us racing there, which was a whole circus in itself. Um, I'm like, yeah, man, absolutely. Like, you know, I still want to be at the races, you know, still want to do this. So of course I will. So I worked for Justin and Killian, those seven races i think we did in salt lake city um and then after salt lake was over i was driving the box van back to uh phoenix where the shop was to drop it off and fly back home and uh dustin at hep had called me and said hey ryan um we need somebody for outdoors for adam and uh would you be interested and i'm you know at this time I was still thinking about Jacob and when he was going to start riding again, because I didn't know that every that things were going to go wrong with his recovery and all that. So I said, to be honest with you, Dustin, I don't want to agree to do this with you. And then me have to bail halfway through outdoors because Jacob's going to start riding again. So like, I can't do it. He's like, okay, no, absolutely. I understand that. Thanks for your honesty. Uh, anyways, that was that. Um, Two weeks later, he called me back. He's like, hey, he's like, we need some stuff done here around the shop. We don't have any mechanics here right now. Um, and they're local to me. They're in Madeira. So, like, it was an hour drive from my house to HEP's shop. And he's like, we need some shop stuff done. Like, would you come down here and build some practice bikes, build some for sale bikes for us? We'll pay you. You know, you just get you by and get us by for the time being. I said, absolutely. Like, you know, you guys help me out and 
you know, you guys are like family to me. So of course I'll come help you. So I went down there, helped them out, built some bikes and ended up going down South a few times to help Max Anstey take him some bikes while he was riding for them. Um, and then it was like two weeks before outdoor started and they're like, Hey, like, we don't care if you have to leave halfway through, like we need somebody. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. So I ended up doing all of outdoors that year with HEP and with Adam Antic Nap. Uh, Dustin or not Dustin, Jacob Hayes had some issues with his surgeries, had to have more and just pretty much was done after that. That was the end of him, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was the end of him. Yeah. And it on sucks. To, um, on to uh, uh, manager. On Man- uh, on to, yeah, the manager being part of his Lucas career. Myrtle, being Marcus, Lucas Myrtle's little bitch. Is yeah, like to tell that's him. it. Yeah. Um, no, and that sucked. Like, you know, Jacob and I, even to this day, we're great friends. And as I'll get to, he's a big reason that I have the job at Pro Circuit. Mm. Um, so stayed there at HEP all of summer in 2020, worked for Adam, um, and then went right into the next year with them, with Brandon Hartraft. They, I told them, I'm like, hey, like, I have nothing else. Jacob is done from what I can gather. Um, what's you your funniest can... memory of what's your funniest memory of working with the seven deuce deuce? <laughs> My funniest memory, and him and I still talk about it to this day, is we were at Loretta's and I forget which round it was. I think it was the second round at Loretta Lens in 2020, and it's pouring rain. And I'm in, I'm standing on the we're on the starting line for practice, and I'm in mud up to my knees. And he's not a big outdoor guy, anyways, as everybody knows. Like, yeah. he did it to get himself into shape for Supercross. And I'm looking down at the mud and I look at him and he looks at me and I'm like, Adam, what the fuck are we doing here? What the <laughs> fuck are we doing? He's, he just starts laughing. He's like, bro, I'm glad you said it. Cause I was thinking the exact same thing. What are we doing here? <laughs> That's one of my funniest memories of him. Adam and I have always had a good relationship. I met yeah. him way back when I was with Dustin. And even to this day, mm. when I see him, he always gives me a big bear hug and he's like, how you doing, man? Like, I'm proud of you. Like he always has been just super cool. Like the person that you see on like Instagram or on TV, like that's the Adam you get 20. I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard that. We need him back in the sport, you know, like we do. We got to get him back from the monster trucks. He's just a good dude. Just him, his brother too. Tyler is, they're both just great people. I can't say anything but good things about them. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, I went, told them like, Hey, if you guys need a mechanic for Brandon, like I'm in, like, I don't have anything else. And, you know, I'd like to stay here, you know, again. So like, yeah, of course. And then, so that was the first year that the whole, so like previously, like the whole thing, besides when I moved to South Carolina, I was still living in Northern California where I'm from. So, but now the shop had moved for HEP shop had moved down to Hesperia, which is, just a like it's SoCal, but it's like the high desert. Yeah, kind of. I guess you could call it, it is well, not kind of. It is the high desert. Yeah. So I had to move to Hesperia. Um, lived with Dave Dye. He was the engine builder for HEP. Yep. And Dave, you know, he's has so many stories. Like he was Chad's mechanic at YOT. He's a, le- <laughs> he was, legend. He's a legend. Yeah. Like yeah. For me to to live with Dave Dye and like learn more from him was you know yeah. experience that you can't buy. Like did I, did you find um that you know like uh compared to you know what you'd learned from mmi what what percentage of that 
would you say is in your knowledge now compared to all the all the people you've got to work with? I'm guessing it's probably pretty little that MMI it's, stuff. It is little, like yeah, it's a lot of by the service manual because they're training yeah. they're training dealership mechanics. Like that's why the manufacturers pay MMI so much is because they need dealership mechanics. Like, yeah, they can say that you know all the mechanics, some mechanics go on to work at factory teams, but that's just because they want to. Like, yeah a lot of it is just it's dealership stuff and like i mean hey like i pretty much understood that when i went in there yeah you know oh I mean? yeah like, i was yeah. a little let down like you didn't work on dirt bikes as much as i wanted to but like i still learned a lot like not saying yeah, I yeah. Didn't learn anything but it's a good working, starting point exactly yeah. it's a good if you're if you know nothing about working on motorcycles or utvs or you know whatever you want to work on jet skis like it's a great place to go because they will teach you Mm. everything is if you are not mechanically inclined which i mean for some people they need that yeah but working the, the three and a half years that i worked for snuffy like my boss Rodan is just one of the smartest people i know even to this day and all the people i've met like i learned so much from him and i learned a lot from dave die as well like dave's a very smart guy and when i went to hep the second time and started working with dave i'm like dave like i want you to like I want you to teach me and to mold me into yeah. what the factories are looking for because you know perfect yeah. you've been there you've done that like i i need to know and i want this to be my training for so i can go to a pro circuit so i can go to a honda like he said yeah. okay absolutely. what sort of learner are you dude are you are you like um are you a yeah a lot for me for instance just for an example like i've i've got to do it like they can tell me 10 times yeah, it won't really sink in until I do it myself. But um, some people, is you know, they can just watch and be taught, you know. So, what do you like with that? I'm a little bit of both. I'd say, yeah. like, you can tell me how to do something, and I can do it. Like, I'm yeah. not, I don't have to be hands on. Like, it obviously helps for everybody. Yeah. But, but if you tell me how to do something, and I get to watch you do it. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll get then, you, man. Then yeah. I can pick up on it. Like if we're nowhere near what I have to do, and you're just telling me, like I'm honestly probably not be able to figure it out. Yeah, no, I like, get what you mean. Yeah, if I'm oh, watching you do it, like you're yeah. telling me how to like adjust timing on like timing valves and timing cams and all that, and I'm watching you do it, then I can pick up on it. But yeah, I'm if if I can just like I said, if I can watch you do it, like I can figure it out. Yeah, no, that's it because that's the same as me. Like yeah, if um you know, if, if I get to do it, great. But if I get to just at least watch someone, but if I'm just told how to do it, you know, yeah. in, a, in a classroom or something, it's yeah. like, there's just no. nothing's going into my head then. Yeah. And that's the, that was the one thing about MMI is they, like some of it was classroom setting, but mm. then they would also show you how to do it. Okay. So like, yeah. like we would do this classroom session and then you would go, to a motorcycle and you would watch the instructor do it and then you would do it yourself and then you know follow the service manual and all that stuff on how to do it yeah 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 cool sorry i i, I no. interrupted your flow there you're good yeah you're back good. to you're where good. you were yeah so, so we're getting close to pro circuit now yeah yeah we're getting real close so going into 21 moved down well honestly the entire 
summer that I worked for HEP that, that summer, I was staying at Dave's, but I hadn't fully moved down there. Like I was still coming back and forth on the weekends we had off back home and going in that to 21. So the end of 2020, like I pretty much took what I needed down to Dave's and, you know, would come back home to NorCal like on the off yeah. weekends, but I was That's pretty a much fair way, isn't it? Like it, it's five hours, a it's a five hour drive. Yeah. 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 Cause you so, know, like, um, from where I, you know, obviously I'm a different country and that you sort of just yeah. think, Oh, you know, Southern California and Northern California. That was, it's pretty big. Like, isn't it? No, yeah. it is. It's like, all, it's, it's long. Big. It's a long yeah, state, California isn't it? Yeah. Very like long. North to so South. Like, yeah. East to West is narrow, narrow, isn't it? But yeah. Yeah. Being on the East coast, like all the States are so short and there's so many, like you yeah. can drive five hours on the East coast and hit five different States four yeah. different states but on california you can drive for 12 hours and still be in california if you start from the top to the bottom like it's crazy yeah so yeah. like i would so yeah i would go home every now and then but like, i was fully fully living in southern california and in hesperia at this point and you know that year was tough brandon had some super cross struggles and i think adapting to the 450 was a lot for him and doing 17 full rounds was a lot for him um Outdoors was started rough, ended good. We had, we, our last round was Hangtown and we got top five. That was my second top five as a mechanic. So that was cool. Um, but around, I don't know, Red Bud, I guess you could say in 21. So midway through summer, uh, Dave had mentioned that Mitch was looking for two guys. And he's like, Ryan, if you want it, just let me know and I'll put in a word to Mitch. Like, I think you're ready. Yeah. He's like, I think, I think you're ready. I think you could do it. You just got to let me know and I'll do what I can. I, and I appreciated that, like coming from Dave, like yeah. that meant a lot. Like, you know, he took me under his wing and I guess you could say, and, you know, taught me more than what I needed to know. So to hear him say that he thought I was ready and that I would be a good fit was good to hear, I guess you could say. Um, but honestly, like I wasn't even, like I thought about it. And then part of me was like, man, like, brandon's building like he's getting better like i've always struggled with having too deep of a connection with my riders i guess you could say yep like yep like i held on to the jacob thing for so long when he got hurt and that almost cost me a job that summer as well yeah and the henry thing i quit hep to move to the east coast to work with henry and which put me into this predicament to begin with yeah and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to stay with Brandon one more year. There will be another spot open somewhere next year. Like, I'm just going to do it. And Jacob Hayes was also pushing me to go there because he was really good friends with Kyle, who was Cameron McAdoo's mechanic at the time. Yep. And he's like, hey, they have a spot open. Like, you need to go down there and talk to Mitch. Like, you need to do it. Like, do this right now. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, I'll do it. Whatever. And I wasn't doing it. And it was the last Wednesday that we were riding before Hangtown. We were headed to Lake Elsinore. I still know exactly where I was at on the 15 freeway. And Jacob's like, Jacob calls me and I'm like, what's up? He's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, <laughs> he's like, seriously, Ryan, like there's a spot open at PC. There's two spots open at PC and you haven't called anybody about it. You haven't done anything about it. I told you who to call. I gave you his number. Like, he was like, he was angry at me. And like, looking back now, I understand why. Like, 
You know, yeah. he wanted me, he wanted this for me as much as I wanted it for me. I was just too scared to go do yeah. it. He was already and, being a bit of an agent. Exactly. 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 <laughs> he's like, he's like, you need to go down there and you need to talk to fucking Mitch on Monday. And I'm like, okay, I will. And he hung up on me and I'm like, I need to do this. Like that was it for me right there. I needed to hear that. Like I needed to do this. So I got back from writing and I talked to Dave. I'm like, Dave, can you call Mitch for me? I, I, I want to do it. I want to see what he thinks and if I can do it. He's like, yep, no, sure thing. So he called Mitch that night and he's like, Mitch said, be there at 1030 next Monday. So drove awesome. back from, drove back from Hangtown Sunday because I drove up there, stayed at my parents' house. It's like an hour from Hangtown. Hung out there Sunday, drove back Sunday night. And then 1030 on Monday, I rolled into PC and got the job. And that was actually two years ago yesterday or the day before. No, I actually I started at PC. Yeah. Nice. And you started straight uh, as Jet Reynolds' mechanic right yep. from the get-go? Yeah. Right from the get-go, yeah, was Jet's mechanic. Yeah, no worries. And uh, obviously anyone that's listening, um, you know that uh, uh, Jet's had a bloody rough uh, run of injuries. So that's obviously been pretty hard on you too, man. I know uh, a lot of times uh, hearing from you that, uh, you know, you just can't wait to get to a race, you know, as you yeah. know, you I, yeah. I remember it was a quarter while before you actually got to, you know, yeah, got, to was, pu- got to push spanners at at an actual race. So yeah, it was rough. Like we started riding outdoors, and then we rode Supercross, and then he got hurt in like December, like early December in twenty twenty one. He broke his pelvis or cracked his pelvis. Yeah. So he was off the bike for a month, and then started riding around mid January to get ready for East Coast Supercross to go race Minneapolis and then got hurt on press day in Minneapolis, broke his wrist. Uh, that was rough. That sucked quite a bit. Like, you know, I was excited, like, you know, pro circuit first race as a mechanic at pro circuit. Like, you know, let's, this is, this is awesome. Like I'm ready for it. That's when it's really all coming together, isn't it? Yeah. Like I didn't even care how we did. Like, I don't think he was going to light the world on fire, but I think he would have made the main for sure. And, you know, we would have had somewhere to build. Like, that was the thing about Jet is there were so many uncertainties. Like he would have days where he would ride amazing. He would have days that were off. And it's like, we just got to start somewhere, build a base and Supercross start somewhere. And then he got hurt on press day. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, why? Why is this happening right now? Um, and then he really never healed from his wrist injury. He had surgery like that next week. And then had to have another surgery and then started riding outdoors, I think the day after Paula in 2022. And he was just never getting better. Like the wrist was bugging him and bugging him and bugging him. And the plan was to ride the last three or four rounds of outdoors after the long break, after the two week Loretta break. But I was actually in Loretta's and he called me and said, Hey, bad news. Uh, had an MRI done, didn't show anything. So I got an x-ray done and the bone is backing out. Their screw is backing out of the bone in my wrist. So I have to have another, another surgery. So I'm like, well, all right, there goes that. Like we're not racing this year at all. Mm. And I actually got, I actually did get to work one race last year with Cameron at Unadilla. Uh, Kyle, his mechanic had a wedding that he was the best man. I remember. Yeah. I remember that. He couldn't go to that. So 
I got. I think in the, you're on the TV at one stage, weren't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we're we're all pumped to see you on the yeah. TV. Yeah, with the, yeah, that was awesome. Cameron almost got third the second moto. He got fourth, which was pretty cool. Like I'm like, man, yeah. like sometimes my rider and we're going to get a podium this the second moto. Like that'll be pretty cool. But yeah, I got to work one race last year, and then you know the jet wrist injury thing kind of drug on, and it, it sucked. Like. Mm you know, not knowing what I'm doing. Like I knew I had a job, like I knew I was going to get a contract for the next year. Like my job wasn't in jeopardy, but not having anything to do with the shop. Like I would help out the guys. Like I, I built a lot of engines yeah. because at pro circuit, we, the mechanics build our own engines, race and practice yeah. engines. Yeah. So like practice engines would pile up. I would build them race engines. I would build them so the guys could go to the track with their guys. Like, I did what I could to help the whole team out. Like I did a lot of testing with Ivan. Did like, you that find cool. the did you find the secret that started all these whole shots happening this year? <laughs> I didn't find it. But <laughs> you gotta you should claim it. Just claim it. It's visible anyway. on the bike. You know, it's yeah. It is visible. I, I remember, yeah, I heard Mitch telling someone that it was visible. I think um Weege, I think. Yeah. 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 Visible, so which is no, it's an visible. interesting got that certainly got the mind um racing of what it could be, but yeah, phantom power that's for sure. Yeah, no, smoking them blue bikes, uh, for once, yeah, finally, finally, it's feels yeah. so good, feels yeah. so nice. To not bet, have yeah, bike. I bet feels not, I would have felt nice for uh, for Joe, you know, up some of them hills too, you know, <laughs> like actually yeah. not uh, not seeing them disappear, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, where was I? Oh, I got to got to a lot of testing with Ivan. Like that was cool. Ivan's yep. very smart. Like he's been around forever. He's been our yeah. test rider. Well, was our test rider forever. He's also got the coolest nickname ever. Yeah, hot of, sauce. Uh, yeah, that's my favorite. Oh, I'm he's a big awesome. big fan of moto nicknames and yeah. hot sauce is my favorite. Hot sauce one. is awesome. That's no, awesome. Yeah, Ivan's a great dude. I learned yeah. a lot working with him. Like just feedback wise from a rider like you know picking up on what he's saying visibly seeing it on the track like that was that was a cool experience for me to be able to do that yeah um but like like i said like i would find myself just like what do i do like there's not much i can do on my stuff because you know i have no rider and like especially in the off season when nobody's really doing anything it's just a lot of just little stuff around the shop that i could do to help the guys out yeah, um, it'd drive me crazy. Like I, I dude, it drives. I, I got to be doing. I got to be. I'm usually doing two, two or three things yeah. at once. So like I can't imagine. And like, um, yeah, it's not only that; it's the constant questions about Jet too. Like, yeah, what's up with yeah. Jet? Where's, where's he at? How's he? When's he gonna ride? It's like, I don't know. Like, yeah. if That's I had an answer, I would tell you. But yeah. at one point, I literally just erased it the other day. Oh, we have whiteboards like in our work bay. I yep. literally wrote, I wrote, I don't know on my, on my whiteboard. <laughs> Whenever somebody would ask me a question about jet, like I would just point at it. I would yep. literally just point at it. Like, I don't know. You're asking the wrong person. Yeah. I can imagine that would be very frustrating. I know it was frustrating, but yeah. at the same time, like I still do have a very good relationship with jet and yeah, you know, which helped. Cause I could still talk to him. It wasn't like a, 
you know, hey, I'm pissed off at you for putting me through this. Like, no, it's like, I want, I want, even through all this, like, I, I still do want what's best for him. Like, I want him to get healthy. I want him to get on a good bike next year. Yeah. I want him to do good. Like, I love the kid and I still want what's best for him. It yeah. sucks that it didn't come with me, but I, I still want what's best for him because, yeah, you know, one of the one of the person. beauties um one of the beauties of the industry is it's small enough that um loyalty and doing the right thing by people yeah really really works doesn't it you know yeah it like, really does and it's, it's it's small enough that you you can't go around if you go around shafts and people you yep. you're fucking out of the sport in a couple of years in any capacity whether that you're on yep. a team or you're a rider or a mechanic or anything you know you got to absolutely so yeah, you know absolutely. It's yeah. industry's too small to to burn bridges everywhere you go. Like, yeah, and that's why I've, I've still have a great relationship with everybody I've worked with. with. Everyone you've worked with, yeah, that's how yeah. I was raised. Like, you know, don't burn bridges if you don't need to burn them. Like, I try yeah. and do right by everybody that I come in contact with. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. Hey, uh, any news that you're allowed to say or you want to say about uh, PC for next year? Obviously, we know Levi's going there. That's um, well. We actually, he was we, the first video was out today of him yep. uh, cutting some laps. Yeah. Um, anything else? No, no pressure from me. You know. When's this podcast coming out? Uh, or well, next few days. I mean, we'll have Max next year. That's. I don't think that's any secret. Yeah, that's that's a pretty uh pretty hot rumor. Yeah. 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 yeah no, nah, that's well, that that's cool. And do yeah. you know? Do you know? Um, do you know who your guy might be? Or uh, I'll be with Max next year. Okay, I will be a Volan next year. That's pretty cool. She's a she's full team NorCal. Yeah, yeah, hey? exactly. I'm pretty pumped how, on that. How close um, where the Volans? What's their like their hometown and your hometown? Is that like close or obviously NorCal is uh, pretty big? It's about an hour and a half. Okay, so yeah, it's yeah, yeah, hour and a half, two hours. It's not far at all. Like, it's yeah, still yeah. NorCal, still close. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. Did you, um, you do you come across the Volans much as a as a youngster? You know, seeing them at tracks or anything like that. I suppose you you're probably too young for that, aren't you? They would have uh, been all. They would have been all the yeah. the the uh, yeah Tyson and Talon would have been all all well and truly yeah. done before you were kicking around. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I'm never really came in contact with them but just seeing max really when he was younger and when i was just starting like going to the local tracks like when he was younger i saw him around but never really had contact with him talent a few times just because you know he runs a cherubies or whatever he is at a chair oh, yeah, and yeah we use them yeah. at hep so i've yeah. talked to talent a few times but other than that never really had any contact with them as a group yeah, cool, cool, and um, so yeah. So look, yeah, so many movements in the two fifty class. Like Joe's moving on. You is the team a bit bummed that Joe's moving on? Like not not you know the nitty gritty and the contracts and results and all that, but just like he just seems like a cool dude. Like I'm a big fan of Joe. So, yeah, you know, no, and I'm a Cowie guy. You know, but yeah. look, I've, I've most of my life I've either had Hondas or Cowies, so I'm just kind of both. But I just got to carry at the moment. I've sort of, I've been sort of red and green. Yeah. But um, you know, yeah, he's such a likable guy. You know, he really is. No, uh, I mean, yeah, we're bummed Joe's leaving. Like, you know, I don't, I don't think, 
I'm not lying when I said none of us wanted that. But yeah, um, yeah I mean, we're bummed. We all really like Joe. Um, yeah, I think he's going to do good over there. That bike's not bad, and Joe's not a bad rider either. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just, I hope he, I hope he meshes well with the Honda. You know, like yeah, they're, they're, I guess they're pretty different bikes. You know, like I, I'm nowhere near a good enough rider to, um, to know. But you know, I, I listen, I listen to you know, Kiefer's tests and things yeah. like that, and and yeah, it certainly seems like the the um the personality of the the t- those two bikes is like polar opposite. You know, so hopefully they um, are, but. I mean, Joe rode Hondas in the past too. I mean, different yeah, he, generation, but yeah, I think was, I think Joe's a good enough rider. He he was good at Geico, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Now that's the um, that's the go. All right, cool. We might um, talk a little bit about uh, about the season, um, the season that that's passed. Um, what was your what's your favorite moment? So it doesn't not not necessarily doesn't have to be PC Cowie or that it can be. What's just your favourite moment as a fan of the sport of the year? What's your what's a thing that you just think back and just think, oh fuck, that was cool, you know? I I'm a little biased. Um, I'd probably of course, say, yeah. I'd, I'd probably have to say Ken Roxon winning at Indy. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. I'm a fan. I've always been a fan of Kenny ever since I was a kid. Like, yeah, to say that, but like, not a kid, but you know, when I was just a fan before I was in the industry, I was a fan of Kenny. Always have been. Yeah. And yeah. then just to see, like, like I said, I was there when that team started. Like, yeah, just to true. See, yeah, to see where it's came from to where it is now. Like, I texted Dustin that next day. Like, hey, Dustin. Like, I just I know you got a lot of people texting you, but like, I just want to say like, congratulations. Like to see where this team came from five years ago to where it is now. Like, like it's, it's pretty cool. And I just, you know, good job guys. Like you guys earned that one. Like even I felt, you know, like I didn't have a part of Kenny winning, but like, yeah, but you had I a part in so much of that team as a person that like building that team. Was, yeah, exactly. It was still cool to see. I would say that was one of the cooler moments of this season for me as a, just a fan for sure. Yeah, awesome. For me, um, you know, like uh, uh, just Eli at Anaheim one was yeah. the uh, was the thing. Like, I was just like, "What the fuck?" You know, he's never. <laughs> it's it's the the new model, and everyone's like, "Oh, you know, it's so different." Yeah. And and he's been so fussy with bike change, yeah. and and then um, you know, to to crash and. We lost our H22 again. We'll get him back in a sec. I might just keep talking. Oh, here he is. Uh, I don't there know we go. Doing that. Got you back. No stress, man. That's easy enough to sort out. Yeah, so um, was it talking about? Yeah, Eloy. And then, you know, to crash and and then and he's not like a, he's not a crasher. He's not a, yep. a first round guy. And all this shit happened, and then he just fucking smoked everyone, and it was just like, yeah. what the fuck? No, like, that that was that that that, cool. that still for me that that was it. And then yeah. as far as um, just um, probably a more more humorous one, and um, you know, um, RJ's uh, RJ, muddy RJ is um, that, that was just I still think about that and just laugh like the the fucking 
commitment and the, yep. the just he just leaves nothing. Like I'm an RJ fan, he just leaves yep. fucking. There is not a, a the slightest fucking bit of energy or effort left. You know. Yeah. And, no. Uh, RJ the, gives it his all. 100% that was of the time on that was just fantastic. And that 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 shot of him, um, you know, and all you can see is his eyes. Yeah, his eyes wide open. Yeah, and that, and he's just sitting there, and the bike won't start. And that, that, uh, that's an image that's just fucking that's yeah, burnt into my brain. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, what about um, like super motocross? What did you think about that? Like, just uh, uh, a general, would you, would you give it a, would you give just give it a tick of a, of a first time they've done it? I thought it was cool. Um, yeah. I wasn't sure how it was gonna how it was gonna go, um, but I think they pulled it off, and I think it can go in the. I think it's a step in the right direction. Uh, just payout wise, like these guys need more money. Like that's not a question. Yeah, and I'm not not talking about you know the factory guys. They have enough money. Yeah, but yeah. I think more money for the sport in general is good for the sport. You know, it's, for the privateers. Yeah, the privateers and the mid level yeah. guys and that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, I mean, huge difference. Masterpool made what almost eighty grand. Like, that's yeah. a lot for a guy like that. Like, Colton Nichols made a hundred yeah. something grand. Like, that's a lot of money. Like, it's about time that like you know we figure something out. I yeah. think it could use some tweaks. Uh, I think the races are too long, personally. Yeah. I don't. I think twenty minutes is a lot. Like, I think we could not. I'm not saying cut it in half, but even if we cut it to fifteen minutes, like. Yep. Like, I don't know. I mean, tell me I'm wrong, but. Yeah, no, it's just just an opinion, man. Like, I always always like long races because I like, um, I don't know, I always really value the, um, I value the the guys that are are with the fitness and the the grittiness. Like, I'm always someone who'll um, who'll be a fan of, um, of the guy that just fucking digs deep, you know, and and does it on on uh, hard work rather yeah. than the super skillful guy, you know, yep. that's just yep. always sort of the way I look at it. So, you know, I always love, that's why I love the outdoors so much. You know, I'm a course, yeah. I love super, yeah. I love everything about it, but I'm a big outdoors fan, big, you know, and the nasty, nastier it is, the better, you know, um, yeah. a, hot, a hot, nasty outdoors and, and, you know, seeing those guys just fucking gladiators doing battle, you know, like, that's yeah. what I, um, no, Outdoors that's, is cool for that yeah, factor, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's what I um, absolutely love. The um, looking back now on um, on Chase's year, what it it's got to feel a bit funny for him, I reckon. Like, um, what's your thoughts? You know, that 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 the weird feeling of when Eli goes out of the series, then the elation of being a supercross, a, a, a 450 supercross champion, then the shitty start with the illness to his, you know, um, outdoors, and then pretty much being, you know, dominated by your younger teammate in the outdoors, and then starting out super motocross, like bang on on the guy again, you know, take that, yeah, um, and then to lose that as well, like it's. You think Chase had looked back at the, at the year as uh, overall 
as a as a success? Like, how how would he feel? Just, I mean, of course, as fans, it was a fucking hell of a success. But as a guy that's you know just a competitive beast, do you think that he would? Um, you think he'd be satisfied with his year when it's all said and done? I mean, I think I think so. Like, the, I think the Supercross Championship alone itself makes it a success. Obviously, he didn't want to win it like that. Yeah, but you have to look at go back to 2019 when he won his first East Coast title. When Austin got hurt, he won. Yeah. He yeah. won it like that then. And then what did yeah, he you do the next you, year? He, you got to finish he, to he win. Doubled down. Yeah. And he doubled down the next year and then won it straight up. Yeah. So I think I think I think Chase can look at that and think to himself, like, I still won. And I can yeah. prove myself I can prove to everybody that I can still do this even yeah. when everybody's there. I just have to go do it. And I think Chase I don't know Chase personally, but I think I think he's very mentally strong. I mean, I don't think you can crash that many times and get beaten by yeah. your teenager teammate his rookie season that yeah. many times and then still go out and start running away from him at the final round in LA. Like, like, I don't think if, if Chase wasn't mentally strong, I don't think he would even try. Like yeah. not saying he wouldn't try, but like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna run it on your teammate knowing he's going to beat you. Like you have to be mentally strong to still go out there every week and, you know, yeah. fight jet to the checkered flag. Like yeah. if you're not mentally strong and you can't, get over everything that has happened to you this past year like you're just gonna you know all right well this is my last year on this team anyways i'm going to ktm next year i'm just gonna mail it in like yeah i think no, he's geez. mentally strong like i think he's mentally strong i think this the the creation in that i think it's um i don't think it's it, it could be it could be uh, decisions he's making so it could be mental but i don't i don't think it's any mental um weakness i think he's mentally strong as fuck to be honest yeah um, yeah, you know, he sort of the 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 um, the 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 beat down, but then just the positivity, and it reminds me of Chad. Reminds me yep. of Chad. Chad dealing with Ricky, yeah, you know, and Chad dealing with Stu. Yeah, it's just like still just rocking out. Like Chad walk, would walk into the stadium every fucking time, Thinking and he'd he, win. I'm, I'm the, I've got these guys fucking covered. Yep. And I reckon um, mm. Chase is like that. that. That's but why. I, I yeah, that's why. Yeah. I was such a huge Chad Reed fan when I was a kid. I mean, I still am, like, for yeah. that reason right hence there. The, like, hence the nickname, hey? Yeah, yep, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Like, the RH2, too. You yeah. beaten by all these guys that many times and still think that you're the baddest dude out there, like, but Chad did. And yeah. I saw a lot of that. I see a lot of that in Cooper Webb as well. Like, Oh, I, oh Cooper, yeah. That, that, very identical. much alike, those two. Yeah. Yeah. Very much, yeah. Like, um, you know, like, dude, on Chad, like, yeah, the – yeah, like um, being a fan of the sport at the time when he went over there and did what he did, like what it did, um, you know, for the sport in this country was fucking amazing. Like it was just, yeah. you almost couldn't fucking believe it, like that how good he was going, you know, like just, yeah, you, you knew he was good in that, but we'd had, you know, good guys, you know, um, good guys that came over here before, like before, you know, like, and, um, and they'd done done well, like Jeff Leakes did real well and that sort of thing. And and we'd yeah. had guys go to the GPs and that sort of thing. But you know, for this 
you know, <laughs> just fucking go over there and just start fucking beating Ricky Camel. It was just what yep. the fuck, you know, like yeah. especially, especially once he got in there, once he got in there, you know, because like as you like, he didn't want to fucking ride the little bikes, you know. No. Because no. well, he'd already graduated out of that in Australia, you know. So yeah, he didn't want to do that. But yeah, you got to um, pay your dues and that. But yeah, it um, it's yeah, it's, it's really hard to explain um, the effect. I think that this, that same effects kind of happening again. I guess with with um, the Lawrence brothers, with the Lawrence I can brothers. See that. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, cool, man. I've got some um, I've got some just random questions for you. All right. Uh, um, the uh, what are your other what's RH22's other um, passions and hobbies and that sort of thing? So, obviously, watching the Raiders, um, yep. football, big one for right now, yeah, yeah. So, is that like your second biggest thing? Is is your football fan? Yeah, I would say so. I listen to a lot of sports and football podcasts. Um, that's like if I'm not doing anything, like I'm gonna watch football on Sunday, like that's. I mean, focus if the Raiders are playing. I pay yep. attention to other teams, but mainly just for my fantasy football reasons. Yep. Um, I enjoy, I'm pretty big in golf right now. I started golfing in the last year and a half. You just uh, started and, in the last just started, year? Yeah, I just started yeah. last year. Like Who got you into that? Um, I've always wanted to do it. My best friend golfed all the time when I lived back home, and he's like, let's go golfing. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. And then uh, my friend Otter, who was also on Made of Moto's Discord and all that. Oh, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and I. Him and he I was your flatmate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lived with him for a little bit. Uh, we went golfing. for the. He took me golfing last year for the first time. And I'm like, man, this is frustrating, but it's so much fun. Like, you just get a good hit, and, like, it's so much fun. Uh, so him and I golf quite a bit. And then uh, I also golf with Tony Archer, who is Austin Forkner's mechanic. Yeah, him and I, him and I golf actually whenever we have an off weekend. We just golfed last Sunday after LA. Um, man, hey, just um, sorry to cut you off, but Austin, like, Austin is um, his persona when he's relaxed. It's different to um, podium Austin, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really surprised he, me. Like I don't know if he if he um he's gotten better, but when he was young younger and he was on the podium like every week, he was really really sort of awkward and almost a little bit prickly, you know. Yeah. Um, and then I remember uh, first time I heard him on a pod. I reckon it was probably Dark Side's pod because he's been on that a few times. Mm-hmm. And and Dark Side's a really relaxed sort of interview yeah. style, and yep. Austin's just fucking chatting away and they were talking about different stuff probably probably talking about music <laughs> and stuff and i was that's like the thing with austin is yeah you have to you have to get him relaxed and talking about a topic that he is interested in yeah yeah if and he not, was just, he's not he is like i'm not saying he's yeah. awkward but he's just quiet he's reserved he does his own thing like that's austin yep. like go to the track he means business like he's gonna ride he's gonna take his break he's gonna ride again and then he's gone but like, if you get Austin talking about like something he's interested, like music or guns or anything like that, like yeah, you can just you can have just a full on in depth conversation with him for forty five minutes. Like, him and I and my girlfriend went to a concert last year. We saw Austin there and we hung out with him and like it was the first time that I had ever like really talked to Austin. 
Yeah. And now yeah. whenever I'm at the track with him or is at the shop, like we just talk music and stuff like that. Like once you get him talking and like opened up to a conversation or a topic that he's interested in, he's very relaxed and he just, he can talk. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the one he's got to bring that to the, um, to the podium. I, yeah. I hope the poor bugger gets on the podium many more Me times. Fucking Me too. Hell. Like, you know, I'll, Go, going way back at one stage there, I wasn't I wasn't uh, really a fan of that. When you know, I remember when he, you know being an Aussie and that when he was him and the Lawrences were sort of clashing heads early days yeah. when they, when they were all a bit younger, and um, and that sort of thing. But you know, the more I've sort of seen of him and I, I like him more. Yeah, and the talent's fucking incredible, Amazing. and um, just the 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 luck that kids had, like. It's not even one like some riders you can you can say, well, they're fucking, you know, they're doing it to themselves because they're crashing. He's not crashing, just he's getting fucking taken out. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, when he was exactly. some of his earlier ones, yeah, he crashed. Yes, his he, earlier he ones, overs- yeah, he yeah. crashed. But, but the last, the last couple... two or three, he's just been admit, cleaned out by other yeah. riders and it's just yeah. like no fault of his own. It's just... No, it sucks. Just... Um, devastating for him so yeah. yeah geez i hope he you know i hope he can um he can get it all together you know it could Me be too. uh could be a really um interesting year if he did you know like yeah for the t- the same all the mixing up in the 250s and and that sort of thing and uh you know imagine we could see a faulkner deegan battle you know that'd be, um, great. That'd be awesome wouldn't it if yeah with austin back back to where yep. um where he should be yeah yeah um, what's your, um, as a, uh, mechanic, what's your, what's your biggest piece of advice? Say, say for, say for a moto, say for a mini dad, can't afford to take the bike to the shop all the time. And he's, um, he's doing most of it himself and he, you know, knows, he knows his way around. What's your, your big piece of advice? And then what's also just a, a little tip that could help anyone out with uh, working on their bike? I mean, basic maintenance goes a long way. That's pretty much all I can say. Like, clean your air filter, you know, regular. Like, put a fresh air filter on every ride if you can. Like, I've seen so many engines when I worked in a shop come in because the air filter is caked and the valves are destroyed and the cylinder is destroyed. Yeah. The tooth choked and the crank is destroyed. Like, just changing your oil and just focusing on the basics. exactly just the basic maintenance like yeah oil is expensive but like it's going to save you so much money in the long run like yeah just and even like when i worked in the suspension shop like get your suspension service like it helps so much and you're going to save yourself money by doing basic maintenance and preventing an issue rather than just you know having your bike blow up and even that goes back to engines like you know if you're 25 30 hours on a top end on a two-stroke like change it before something bad goes wrong like yeah preventing pre- preventing goes a long way rather than just maintenance and just engine rebuilds like fix it before it's see, broken exactly like if you replace the crank at 100 hours before you're at 200 hours you can blow the rod through the bottom of the case like yeah. you're going to save yourself so much money just by replacing it because you know, you're preventing it from blowing up because once it blows up, then it's going to be an expensive bill from your shop. Yeah, cool. 
Um, is there any little sort of, so for, for an example, um, um, that also leads me to my next question, but I love watching the mechanics work, you know? So obviously I've never been to a, um, to an AMA race. I've never been to America going to mm -hmm. get there next year, but, um, you know, I go to, a, a uh, to the Aussies. I love watching the mechanics work yep. and, um, little, just little things like for me, if I need to work on a clutch, I've always laid the bike right over, you know, put the, put the bars on lock light right over, put the bars over onto a bike stand. And then mm -hmm. you sort of squatting down all fucking awkward and that. Yep. Anyway, there's a dude there that I was watching. He just had this little wedge that was the perfect yep. fucking height. And yep. he just put that in and it was a perfect yep. height. So he didn't lose a fucking drop of oil. And the bike was still nearly fucking upright. And he didn't yep. clutch. And I was just like, fucking yep. so cool. Like all these all guys have, know that stuff. But me, them, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. a little doorstop, pretty much, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Bike up. Like you just... could do it with a rubber mallet, even like lift the bike yeah. up, slide the rubber mallet in on that side, and it'll yeah, yeah, perfectly. Yeah, so like I've done it since. I just used a little block of wood, yeah, because of yep. you know because of what I do for a day job. I've got fucking bits we, of wood, we, every size bit of wood you can imagine. But we yeah. do that not so much because you're squashed, crouched down. Like we're still crouched down, but like yeah, with our hydraulic clutch, we had an issue once where an air bubble was in the clutch yeah and then when you lay on the side you know it floats uh, to the top yeah. and then the clutch wasn't there and we had to change the clutch system out so we really do that for that reason but it also is really convenient because you're not bent over as much as you are just standing on yeah. the side of the bike yeah that's right you're not like yeah you're still down low but you're not yep. sort of leaning leaning right over exactly yeah yeah cool hey um as a fan if you're going to, uh, if you got the choice of going to um, to A one, to Redbud, or to uh, MX of Nations, which one are you going to? As a fan. Yeah, just as a fan, you're just going, like, yeah. I suppose it's a hard one for you to put yourselves in those shoes. It is. Yeah. Or no, nah, so I... let's say uh, it's one of your good mates who, who's not in the industry. Which one are you telling him to go to, Redbud, so Nations or A one? Well, what do you want to do? Do you want to watch a good race and see a lot of industry people, or do you want to party? Because if you want to party, then you're going to go to you're going to go to either Red Butt or Motocross of Nations. But yeah, yeah, I guess want, so. Yeah. If you just want the atmosphere and to experience what American Supercross and all that's about, you have to go to A1. It's it's the biggest race of the year. Like everybody's there, nobody misses it. Like it is when you think Supercross in the United States, like you think Anaheim one. Like that's where the season starts for everybody and it's like I've, I went, I've been as a fan multiple times and I've been as a industry person multiple times and there's still no other race that replicates it maybe Vegas but you know the season finale in Salt Lake sucks now so yeah, there's no there's that, no man. yeah there's no replicating Anaheim one um Salt Lake is uh like there's not a lot of drinking and not a lot of not no, I mean, action there, is it? early it's I mean it's a cool city but yeah, I mean, I miss Vegas. Like as much as I hated going to Vegas every time we have to go there, like I miss Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, one, what's your so you've got one album to listen to for the rest of your life? What are you choosing? You're gonna say some um, new sort of metalcore outfit? Yeah. that I'll, I'll have no idea who the fuck they are, but <laughs> that's all right. Yeah. What is it? One one album. 
Yeah. Oh, probably Common Courtesy by Day to Remember. Oh, I do know Day to Remember. I know I know yeah. of them. I've heard a couple of songs. That is that's yeah. it's an argument, but it's in my opinion their best album. Yeah. And there's just a whole array of songs from different vibes that you could feel like going through the day. Like it's it's in my opinion their best album. Metalcore is like the um the go-to moto music nowadays, isn't it? Is that what's is that yeah. what's rocking out of pit out of the pits out of the trucks a lot nowadays? I mean, like there's a good handful of us. Like I know Matt, who is Kitchen's mechanic now, who is Joe's mechanic, listens to the same music I do. Yeah, I think Sexton's mechanic listens to the same music. But man, it's so much rap nowadays. Like, it's, is it? I can't. Yeah. Really, everybody like, and yeah. I can't stand rap. Like, I like. I like old rap, like '90s rap, like Tupac and Biggie, and yeah. like I can listen to that stuff. But yeah. I can't listen to to modern rap. I just I can't do it. It just sounds like noise to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm I'm old as fuck when it comes to music, <laughs> man. Like fucking, I, I try, I try. Yeah. Like I'm I'm old as fuck, but with all things, man, I try and yeah, I try and um, be young and listen to younger people and stuff. Well, look, yeah, we lost our age again. That's all right. He'll come back shortly. While he's doing that, let's find his other question. All right. It back again. It's it's just my computer, I think. It's, yeah. it's causing too much memory, so it's just closing the page. Don't stress, man. Don't stress. I I uh I knew there'd be uh glitches the first first run at first, this. First run and at, it, it's yeah. going fucking great as far as I could as far as I'm concerned, you know. Um yep. Hey, uh, what else have we got? Um, what skill do you have that you, you would swap for another? So, for instance, like, um, you know, you could swap your uh, mechanical aptitude for being able to fucking slay a lead guitar or something something like that. If you, you know, or, 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 see, or be a fucking quarterback or... No, you know, see, my, my other lifetime... I I want to be the front man of a band so bad. Yeah, I want to be okay. the lead singer of a band. Like I I, I I feel like I can sing okay, but I want to be able to scream like metal vocals, and I can't do it, and it bums me out so bad. Like I literally <laughs> like I'll just be driving to work and be like, I wish I could scream. Like you love singing. My yeah. other dream in life is to just be a front man to be a lead singer in a band. No, I I uh, it's one of my dreams that I wish I could make come true. Yeah, cool. Cool, cool. I like it, man. Like, I, um, you know, uh, um, like the reference I just made, you know, like being able to fucking, I tried to play guitar once when I was a young bloke, but I'm uncoordinated as fuck. I was just <laughs> not blessed with yeah. fucking coordination. Like, it's fucking bad, you know. And so I, I apologize to my daughter because she's got that gene. You get the same and, gene, yeah. And it was just like, I'm just fucking not coordinated. Like, yeah. Oh, you know, but yeah, I've got a lot of lot of skills. But yeah, as far as playing a musical instrument, fucking no chance. Yeah. Yeah. No. If I could trade, if I could trade all my mechanic skills to be a gifted singer and be able to scream, I would. I would be the lead singer in a band tomorrow. Like, have you thought about what? No the band, questions. Asked. What What would you call the band? I don't even know what I'd call the band, but you haven't all thought. I, know it. Is I would find. So I would find people that could play inter- instruments, and we'd figure it out. Hey, you wanna you wanna hit up? Um, Hit up uh, Vincent. Yeah, no, I hit, hit up Vincent Blair. Guitarist, I hired Joe <laughs> as my drummer. There you go. Hey, 
Hey, is it DB is too busy to uh to to do the singing? So you need to yeah yeah exactly step in. Yeah, step in. That's the yeah, that's that's the go, man. That's the go. What are your thoughts? Um, I just forgot this one earlier. What are your thoughts on um? Well, put that pen down because I'm a pen clicker. Um, what are your thoughts on on the nations on the US team? I reckon it's it's a pretty fucking good team, you know. Like, no, I, it is. Yeah, I reckon that's um, it's been undersold. You know, like um, people are sort of um, they should be higher on it. I think. Like, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I mean, you know, you look Aaron, at the caliber of the you look at the caliber of the AMA series, yeah, and these guys where they fit in in that compared to the rest of the world, like fuck, that's a good team. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, think anything's possible. Aaron rode great the last half of outdoors. Yeah, he he rode phenomenal. A couple podiums, like RJ. If he doesn't crash, he yeah. wins podiums. Like even RJ if RJ does, does crash, he'll be back up. He's the exactly. fastest. Exactly. He's the fastest at getting back up to speed. There's yep. ever ever been. It's got to be. You know, like yep. Um, it's just and even it's, Christian. It, like Christian's a solid outdoor rider. Like yeah, that he's the one that you just you just. Just how's he feel? How's he feeling? Yep. You know, how's his yep. form coming off of injury? Exactly. Um, but I guess you know, if he didn't feel that he could do it, you know, he, he wouldn't. He, would. he wouldn't be. He wouldn't be given the nod, putting his hand up to get there and embarrass himself. So, exactly. You know, that's like you know. I hope you do well. Obviously, I hope the Aussies win. But yeah, we're, we're sort of wondering, oh, like what's up with Hunter? With yeah. Hunter, because like. The fucking cupboard's bare after him because our Supercross season's about to start. Yeah. So we're in a bit of shit if he doesn't do it. Like, they'll figure something out, but it would, you know, it would certainly affect the, the strengths. But I just, um, you know, like I've always, most years, you know, there's been a few times, you know, Chad's time and that sort of thing. And and then last year um, where we've, had a shot you know but most yeah. of the time we've been like it'd be great to podium yeah you know a top five that sort of thing i've always yeah. sort of i've always sort of barracked as aussies would say or rooted as you guys would say for the u.s team yeah know? um yeah. being a fan of the being a fan of those riders and that sort of thing you know right yeah. from brought from the the 80s when it was like i mean i remember being fucking pissed when the when the Poms beat you guys in what was that yeah. 90, 94, whatever Poms that's yep. uh, so Poms also noted as the um, British, yep, um, that's what Aussies call them, um, yeah. So no, nah, that's uh, cool. I love I love the nations. I love set, that getting the chance to see the the riders from all over the world come together. Yeah, always, I think it's a cool. um, yeah, always really loved it. Yeah, yeah, cool. Cool, man. Um, all right, let me have a look at what uh, I reckon I've gone through nearly all my questions there. Um, oh, with your own bikes that you've had, what was your first and what was your favourite? My first was a PW50. Nice. And yeah. I successfully whiskey throttled it into a fence first time I rode it. Yeah, that's um, you, you wonder, wonder what the percentage is of – that Kids happening that for the first oh, time it's, with it's got to be, be so fucking high. high wouldn't it like it's got to be so high yeah yeah like we lived my it was my grandma's property and then we eventually moved in there like 
10 years later and the tire mark is still on the fence on the white fence like <laughs> just right where i center punched it and every yeah, day yeah. we would go by i'd be like oh yeah nope i remember that one that one hurt yeah, um me. my favorite bike though i had a 2010 crf 250r and i loved that bike I, I had so much fun riding that thing it was i had the engine done and oh my god it was so fast it was I could just get on that bike. It's the first time I rode it and felt just so comfortable. Yeah. By yeah, far no my one's... favorite that I've owned. What was there a particular brand that you rode mostly when you're a yeah uh, when you're a young fella when you were riding a lot? Um, I mean, to be honest with you, like I didn't ride that much. Yeah. Like I was just a big moto fan. Like, I mean, I had some bikes. We had quads, like we I didn't really race growing up. Like, yeah, yeah. I raced local stuff, but I honestly, most bikes I've owned was Hondas. I had a lot of Hondas. Was that because like uh, the local shop or? Uh, just best deals I could find on Craigslist. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> cool. Best yeah. deals I could find online. Yeah. I've always sort of, um, I've always been like loyal to shops. Yeah. So the different places I've lived. I've had a good Honda dealer or a good Cowie dealer. Yeah. Um, and at one stage, I lived in another area, and they had a, the best the, the best guys work the KDM dealer. So I had a yep. KDM once, but yeah, always just sort of been numb. I love the old um, Benada walk in, have a chat, um, you know, uh, borrow stuff, you know, yeah. um, yep. you know. Uh, you know, like I'll I'll call into my dealer and that, and you know, if it's the end of the day and that, I'll be helping wheel bikes in from out the front and just you yeah. know, just that good relationship, you know. Yeah. And then you yeah. know, you know, he'll you know give me a good deal on stuff and that sort of thing, you know. It's a, and you know, there's certain things that you know you you pay a little bit more sometimes than what you might be able to get it online, but it's yeah. fucking, it's worth it, you know. Yeah. In the long in the long run, I reckon. Like I've had my dealer. Um, spend hours on the computer looking up fucking part numbers for vin- for me vintage bikes and shit like you know your online guys aren't going to do that you know yeah exactly so, no, exactly um you know that's uh that's all pretty cool um what else have we got i reckon looking at the time i reckon that'll nearly bloody that'll nearly do us i reckon what do you reckon man yeah sounds good how do you reckon I've done for the for my first? Well, it's not my first podcast. It's my first one hosting with my own shit here. What are you? What are your thoughts? I like it. I thought it was good. Yeah, thought, cool, man. Yeah, no, it went great. Yeah, well, thanks heaps for being my first guest. Now, yeah, dude, of course. I, I went to so much trouble on uh, on picking my um, intro music. Mm-hmm. And shortening it and tapering the end for when I start to talk and got it all set up and figured out how to do it. Yeah. And I didn't realize until probably this morning, might have been yesterday, that I hadn't fucking figured out any sort of outro music. <laughs> so today, while I'm painting walls and I'm fucking thinking about what I'm going to do with the show and that, and I'm thinking, fuck, what am I going to do there? And then I thought, well, we got to fucking improvise and the improvisation, this could fucking grow into a thing. Yeah. So do you know the words to the gambler? Kenny Rogers. I do, I do not. All right. I reckon, uh, once I get going, 
I reckon you'll know, and we'll see if you can jump in for the chorus. Okay. If, if not, if not, doesn't matter how bad we fuck it up. All right, this is just for fun. If yep. not, if not, next time you come on, you got to know the chorus for the. I'll learn it. Yeah. If I don't, I'll learn it. Yeah. On a warm summer's evening, on a train bound for nowhere, I met up with the gambler. We were both too tired to sleep, so we took turns staring at the window at the darkness the boredom overtook us and he began to speak he said son i've made a life out of reading people's faces knowing what the cards were by the way they held their eyes so if you don't mind me saying i can see you're out of aces for a taste of your whiskey i'll give you some advice so I handed him my bottle and he drank down my last swallow. Then he bummed a cigarette and asked me for a light. And the night got deathly quiet and his face lost all expression. Said, if you're going to play the game, boy, you got to learn to play it right. You got to know when to hold him. No when to fold them. Bring it in, our heights. No when I have no to walk idea. away. No, don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> no when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. That's the course you got to know for next time, oh, man. Really. All right. Yeah. Thanks, our heights, too, too. Thanks, anyone yeah, who's, who's listened, and uh, we will see you next time.